today's call is all about fearless and about being fearless and what that can do for your business, how you can overcome that. And, um, you know, I love this topic because from the standpoint of this business, as you jump in, it can be a little bit scary when you haven't done it before. But Jess Dukes, who has been in the business about five years, she's from Bothell, Washington. She's a seven-star diamond coach. She is a three-time elite coach. So that just tells you about consistency in her business. She's been 55 success, 50, I better be careful the way I say this, 55 months in success club. If I say that fast, I usually get myself in trouble. Don't let your imagination wander there. Uh, but congratulations on that. And uh, she, I think one of the great things that she's done is we talk about success club, we talk about these other things. But since January of 2017, so for the last year and a half, she's had over 95 coaches that have has submitted their results into the Beach Body Challenge. She may not even have known that number, but we check on it. But that is a number that says, hey, I am helping people create confidence in becoming fearless in what they're doing and achieving and about getting results. So that's pretty cool. Paladromesque, in fact. So anyway, Jess, welcome to the call. Excited to have you on and to be talking about your journey with Fearless and, and building the business and the business opportunity. So let's jump in and get to know you a little bit better. Um, how did you get to be part of Beachbody? Thank you for that introduction, Jeff. Um, so my journey actually started about six years ago. I found myself weighing in at 215 pounds. I was single, 24 years old, and honestly digging my own grave with my own fork and my knife. My life revolved around many, many trips to McDonald's multiple times a day. I was eating out many meals a day with coworkers only to go home and continue eating until all hours of the night. Food was my best friend. It was my comfort and honestly my go-to. Every single thought throughout the day was revolved around what I could eat next. Definitely safe to say that I was addicted to food. And before I knew it, about two years after graduating college, I was up about 80 pounds. And unlike a lot of coaches, my, or my journey did not start in a challenge group. It actually started in the gym. I had a big wake-up call in 2012 when I was at a work conference and the speaker was talking about our top accomplishments for the year and our top disappointments. I was the youngest one at this conference by probably 10 years, yet when we were writing down our accomplishments and disappointments, I had more disappointments than probably everyone there combined. I was shaken by this. I honestly went home and I took a look at my list of disappointments and I realized so many of them were stemming from my weight and my lack of accomplishments stemmed from my lack of confidence in myself to go after what I wanted. I was miserable, unhappy, and really uncomfortable in my own skin, and so I knew I needed to make a change. I slowly started going to the gym and cleaning up my eating habits, and as I did, I was gaining confidence, and I felt really good about myself, started walking with my head held high, and people started noticing and were asking what I was doing. I found coaching from on Instagram from a girl when I was about 40 pounds into my weight loss journey, and at this point in my life, I had recently graduated college, I was about to get married, and honestly, we had quite a bit of debt, so I really wasn't in a place to go back to school and pursue this new love of health and fitness, and I found that coaching was the perfect opportunity for me. Rather than trying to explain to people what I was doing in the gym, I could give people actual workouts and meal plans and support them with their way through the journey with me. So Beachbody really gave me that platform to help others and really do what I loved. Um, I quickly gave up my gym routine, especially when I realized that Sean T could kick my butt in my living room in 25 minutes a day, more than I could in like the two hours I was spending at the gym. I fell in love with the process of getting fit. I fell in love with the results I was getting from these programs, and I found my purpose through helping others. Not to mention the extra income was definitely an added bonus for me. 
couple well, months. Oh, just, I, I just want to stop you for a minute, Jess, because sometimes we tell these stories that are these remarkable stories that happen. They're just fast forwarded through. Mm-hmm. But, but, if, but if I'm a new coach sitting out there listening to this, I hope what you're doing is you're saying, so what happened with Jess is she did, she was observant and she created some moments in her own life where she took control and she started to act. And I mean, this, this pattern repeats itself again and again and again. And so if you're in that situation, if you've got some of that pain in your life somewhere, you know, sit back, take a few moments to see where are you? Are you happy? And then what am I going to do about it? And then start that journey. Now, easy to say, but she also slid into that conversation. And that's where the confidence started to build, you know, in that process. And I think part of that confidence starts to build and just honestly, that you're accountable enough to yourself that you're willing to stop, pause, look, listen, stop looking, listen, you know, and then start to act on that. So you got to that point where you knew Shanti could kick your butt. You started to earn a little bit, but then when did the business start to take off? So about two months into coaching, I actually found out that I was expecting. So this was a really big moment for me because I never really imagined myself being a working mom. I always thought I'd be able to stay home with my kids when I got, when I was able to have kids. And reality was at this point in my life, unless I found something else to do, I'd be working full time after having my son and someone else would be watching my kid for me. And so to me, coaching really was that answer for my family. And I, I saw other coaches in the network quitting their jobs. They were living these incredible lives of so much freedom that I wanted so badly for myself. And I'm a firm believer that if you want something, you have to be willing to work for it. At this point, I was working 60 hours a week as a senior financial analyst. I had a 90 minute commute, but this goal of being able to quit my job and stay home with my son was so great that I honestly was willing to do anything. I worked hard for my boss at work. I put in a ton of hours for them, especially at a job I didn't like. And I knew I needed to work even harder for myself. So I turned my office or my car into my office on wheels. I started doing personal development on my way to work. I would have one earphone in at work, listening to YouTube trainings, and I'd spend my commutes home um, mentoring my coaches. I had a 60 minute lunch break every single day that I was never taking before coaching. And I decided I'm going to take this lunch break and 60 minutes. I used it as a challenge every single day. How many invites could I send in those 60 minutes? And I made every single crack of my day count. And I quickly learned that the consistency in my business would get me to where I wanted to go. And I had a busy life. I was working many, many hours, long commute, and then eventually becoming a new mom. I just was refusing to let that busy life be an excuse to not get me where I wanted to go in life and be home with my son. Um, I made monthly business plans to, for my sneak peeks, my challenge groups, and also every single launch. And I really tried to treat my business like the six figure business that I wanted it to be. And that's really when I started to see my business take off. Well, so, I mean, there's a whole, it'd be fun just to go back and pull apart those days right there. Because when you said you filled every sliver of time that you had with, with learning and doing something to move your business forward. And again, successful coaches, that's what they do. They're curious, not just curious about it, but then they learn and they apply and they keep, you know, they, they utilize their time. So again, new coaches, great lesson right there. So Jess, today we, we're going to talk a little bit about, we'll use the word fearless, but why that topic today? Why would you want new coaches to maybe grasp onto that and apply it? And then what does that look like in the business really? Yeah. So earlier this year, my life took a change 
completely. Um, on March 2nd, I got a call from my dad. It was a Friday at about three o'clock in the afternoon um, that my brother was in the hospital and likely wouldn't make it. Definitely not a call anyone wants to get. And I just remember falling to my knees and my family and I raced off to the hospital as quickly as we could because we wanted to make it in time. At this point, my brother was 26 years old. He had been battling an addiction to alcohol for many years. But at this point, we had actually thought he was sober and thought he was sober for the past year, honestly. So getting that call was a shock. And when we got to the hospital, they said my brother was in liver and kidney failure and there was nothing they could do for him. And this wasn't just from like one crazy night of partying and over drinking and it killed him. It was years of battling this wicked disease. So my family and I stayed by his side for two days and eventually on March 4th, his, labor, his breathing became labored and eventually his heart stopped. And I will never forget that day. He was 26 and it was just a couple weeks before his 27th birthday. And after he passed, someone sent me this article about losing a sibling and they said, it's like losing a limb. And I think it's the best analogy because losing a limb, you'll survive. You can live without your arm. Um, you'll learn to live life without it, but you'll never be the same. And I'm the first to admit that over the years of my weight loss journey, my weight loss journey had become less about my health and more about my bikini and how my abs looked. But after my brother passed, it really, really just changed my outlook. And I realized how incredibly short our lives are and even more important, how important our health is and to take care of ourselves. And it also reminded me how many possible of my clients are struggling with some of these personal demons, many like me battling that addiction to food and other unhealthy habits. And often in our business, we let fear consume us. We get so nervous to share our stories, scared of what people are going to think about us and worried about what they'll say. And before we even invite, we've already convinced ourselves that people are going to say no. So I really want you to stop and think about something for a second. What if you had the cure for a disease? What would you do with it? I would bet that you would shout it from the rooftops. I bet you would be pounding on every single one of your neighbor's doors. You wouldn't hesitate to tell your friends, your coworkers, your family members. And I would also bet that you wouldn't hesitate to ask them to share the news for you as well. You wouldn't think twice about the cost. You wouldn't think about what they would think or even any of your own fears. I mean, why would you? If you had a way to save someone's life and make a difference, I bet you would do anything you could to share it with everyone you knew. And one thing we need to remember as coaches is what we do as coaches does change people's lives. We give people confidence. We teach them healthy habits. We teach them how to learn to love themselves and improve their quality as of life. And it's our duty as coaches to share this opportunity with others. Our lives are way too short and way too fragile and someone's life just may depend on it. So I really want to help you today break past those limiting beliefs so you can go out there and fearlessly share your story and fearlessly invite to this opportunity. So I wanted to share a couple things that I've learned in the last couple months. So first thing is I've learned that the importance of fearlessly sharing our stories. When I signed up as a coach, I instantly thought I had to be perfect. I don't know if any of you guys felt this way, but I felt like I had to always be motivated now that I was coaching. I had to always crush my workouts, perfectly follow my meal plan, and make it seem all rosy on social media. And honestly, that's not real life. We're all going to have days where we don't feel motivated, and it's so easy to go on social media and compare our mess of a life to everyone's perfectly edited highlight reel that they post 
on social media. And then and we feel like we don't have what it takes to coach. And so when I, my brother passed away earlier this year, I felt like I had two choices. I either had to show up as a mess with all my grief or not at all. It was really nerve wracking to go on social media and share my grieving process to what felt like the entire world, but it connected me with so many other people who have experienced loss too. And honestly, it was really healing as well. So in order to be fearless when it comes to sharing our stories, we gotta take the pressure off ourselves to be perfect. Even if everyone else appears to have it all together, trust me when I say they do not. Losing my brother reminded me that we all have something that we are dealing with in our personal lives. It might be different from everyone else, but we all have something. So as coaches, it's important to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. One of the best compliments I can get on social media is when someone sends me a message and says, Hey Jess, I feel like I already know you. I feel like we could be best friends. Honestly, that is the best. I always try to ask myself, could someone go to my page and relate to me? It can be scary to post those vulnerable posts and share that stuff, but that's how people are going to relate to us. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and air your dirty laundry for everyone because we still do want to spread motivation and positivity, but also remind yourself, it's okay to be real and post the messy stuff. Next, I always try to make sure my newsfeed is not just fitness. I try to imagine who I was before I started my journey. I was one of those people that I followed a ton of people on their health and fitness journey, and I was inspired by the people who worked out and ate healthy. But honestly, I couldn't relate to them because I was not on a journey of my own. Seeing them do it didn't automatically give me the belief that I could do it too. So it's important for us to share things like our hobbies, what we do on the weekends, and honestly, just the ins and outs of our daily life. When someone comes to my page, I want them to see that, yes, I love health and fitness, but I'm also a mom of two wild and crazy boys. I'm a wife. I love to cook. I'm in the middle of potty training. I love reality, reality TV. And honestly, I love drinking coffee too. I want my followers to see that fitness can fit into their lives without being their entire life. Second thing, is it's important to fearlessly share this opportunity. And when I say this opportunity, I mean both the opportunity to get fit with us in our challenge groups and the opportunity with coaching and sharing that opportunity as well. And just like we talked earlier about that cure for that disease, that is how we need to go out and share this opportunity. And I'm the first to admit that when I signed up as a brand new beach body coach, I fell in the trap of feeling like I could post that I was a beach body coach and think that like everyone was just going to flock to me. I thought I could post a call to action about my upcoming challenge group. And I thought I would just see those interested comments just come flying in and it didn't work that way. And I had to remind myself that it took a lot of guts for me to reach out to my coach about joining as a coach and think how many of our followers are probably watching from the sidelines too, too afraid to ask for help. And the people who are most like too embarrassed to ask publicly for our help are usually the ones that need it the most. And so our job as coaches is to make sure we're extending an arm out to them and inviting to something, them to something that we know can change their life. Every day, my number one focus in my business is inviting. And I always say, if my mouth is not moving and my fingers aren't typing, my business is not open. So when I send messages, I try to send them with no assumptions. I used to be the one that would make assumptions for everyone. I assumed gym goers already had a good routine. They wouldn't need our programs. I assumed people who worked full time were way too busy or maybe they couldn't afford it. And I can't tell you how many times I knew someone that would be incredible in our challenge groups and would fit so perfectly 
perfectly in with everyone or would make an incredible coach. And I made assumptions about them, whether it was that they couldn't afford it, it would be too expensive or they wouldn't have time. And I chickened out on inviting them only to see them getting results with another coach later on or posting that they were a coach on social media with another team. And I kicked myself for it every time. So when I invite, I lead with genuinely wanting to help people. And I feel confident about what we have to offer. I don't assume people will think it's expensive because I'm confident of the value of what we provide. And when I feel feel that fear kind of starting to creep in, I really remind myself that my coach could have made assumptions about me too. I was the least likely to join. I went to the gym, I worked full time, I was about to get married, and I didn't have a lot of extra money. And I think, what if my coach made those assumptions for me and never offered this opportunity to me? Where would I be? So don't make assumptions for other people. Um, and then I also think it's really great to post those call to actions. I mean, those do work well for me in my business to post about my boot camps and the opportunity to coach publicly, but we always have to take it one step further. We can't rely on those public posts. I try to message everyone who likes my posts, comments on them, and even watches my stories. And depending what the post was, I'll either invite straight away or just start a conversation with them to find that common ground. This leads to really great relationships with my followers and honestly loyal followers as well. And although those invites are important, it's equally, if not more important, to follow up. Just like everyone else, I get no responses all the time. And unless someone tells me that they're never going to be interested, those people stay on my follow-up list forever, you guys. And most of the time, people don't join me until I've invited them like three to six times. And sometimes it takes even a year. We have to remember, people are busy just like us. So when I get no response, I don't assume it's no in no, means that they're not interested. Maybe that person opened their message while they were at the grocery store with their three-year-old who was having a meltdown over all the candy at the register. We don't know. And maybe they went on their way and totally forgot to respond to us. So I follow up, I tell them that I'm thinking about them, and then I ask if they've had a chance to read my message. And if they say no, I just follow up with them next month. No big deal. I never assume I'm pressuring them or bugging them because I think of it as I still want to help them meet their fitness goals. So the third thing and the last thing is acting fearless in our businesses. Oftentimes our fear debilitates us and it makes us freeze in our tracks. I mean, how many people are sitting on your list right now that you'd love to invite or how many posts do you have floating around in your head that you think would be perfect, but you're a little too nervous to press post on. When I feel that fear creeping in, I take out a piece of paper. And I write down every single one of those exact fears. Is it that I'm too afraid that they're going to say no, that they think I'm going to be salesy, or maybe that it's too expensive? I try to identify what exactly I am afraid of. And usually that helps me approach it so I can approach those fears head on and take the power back from my fears. And then I like to go through the scenarios, okay? So if I'm afraid someone's going to say no, I remind myself that that is okay. Maybe they're not ready and I can follow up with them later on. It's nothing personal. If they have an objection, I can relate to them. Maybe see if there's a different solution for them and even go to my team and ask them for advice on how to respond. If they maybe comment back with something not so nice, that's usually my biggest fear. I remind myself that it's not the end of the world. And when I'm looking at all these fears, I try to think about how will my life change if any of these fears actually did come true. And I remind myself that it won't. I still have a husband who loves me. I have kids who adore me. And I still have people out there who need my help. 
Some of these fears might sting a little bit, but none of them are going to actually harm me or change my life. But I also try to do the opposite too. What if the best case scenario happens? What if they say yes? What if I'm able to change their life and they go on and change their family's life? And what if they become a coach and pay it forward and help others too? That's the, that's the other side of fear. And so a lot of our fears seem so much bigger in our heads. And when we write them down on paper, we realize some of them aren't so bad. So write down those fears, figure out what exactly you're afraid of and take back the power and always think of the positive that can happen too. And lastly, I like to five, four, three, two, one it, just like Mel Robbins says, and just do it. When I feel that tug to invite someone or post something, I try to act before the fear even creeps in. And usually those are the best invites and the best posts. But when the fear does creep in, I like to jot them down on paper and take that power back. So Jess, there's, there's a hundred things in there that were just absolutely remarkable. And coaches, I, I, I challenge you to go back and pull this call apart a bit because she loaded this up with just some moments that I think are incredible. And I think, you know, part of it, for example, is on the inviting process where, you know, one, she invites and then the follow up piece. I mean, oftentimes it just caught me when you said, oh, they said no, but maybe the reason they said no is because they're standing in line with the three-year-old who's having a meltdown. You don't know that until they say no, no, um, really, you know, they should be somebody that you're following up with. And I think the other key piece is, is from the standpoint of understanding that fear should really dissipate if you truly believe in this business, that you're educating people about a product, about services, you know, about a solution that can really help them change their lives. And if you share it in that manner, what, what's the worst case scenario? Someone's going to go, you're passionate about this. They offered me something that really, really worked. And maybe now is not the time, but maybe down the road. But I, then you're talking about identifying those fears. So anyway, so many great things here. But, so let me ask this. I'm going to have two questions. The first is the, we've got, we have 10,000 people, 15,000 people that listen into this call. Most of them are newer coaches or newer in the business. So if you were to take everything that you just said and coalesce it into a call to action, walking out of Monday, August 6th, to take charge of this month, to make it a solid, great, rewarding month, what would that be? And then I'm going to just ask you a little bit about how life changed for you after, but address that first call to action, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, to me, in my opinion, we have literally the best job in the world. I mean, how many people get to say that they change people's lives for a living? And I once read a quote on Pinterest that said, to escape fear, we either must go through it, not around it. We face fears on a daily basis in this business. And I remember some of those fears early on in my business so, so well. And we, we have two choices. You can either face those fears and you know bust through them or you can back down so you might find that when you face your fears head on write them out and just do those things that you're afraid of you'll find that what you were afraid of really wasn't all that scary anyways and always try to ask yourself is it worth changing a life and is it worth changing your life too that's what's on the other side of fear yeah, so taking that, I mean, it's, it's doing something now, doing something today with that. It's like you said, th there's no way around this. Mm -hmm. You're going to accomplish it, you got to go through it. And uh, no better time when you've got so many tremendous opportunities. Okay, so Jess, in wrapping up, five years into Beachbody, big deal, right? So what? What's it mean? Yeah. 
so for me, I, yeah, I've been coaching for five years and getting, starting my journey, you know, with Beachbody, it helped me get fit, get in the best shape of my life. I've down 75 pounds. It's been able to get me in the best shape of my life at home with my kids, given me the energy to keep up with me, my kids. But most importantly, it's given me the confidence to go what I want, which led me to this coaching opportunity and coaching. Oh my goodness has changed my life in so many ways. It's allowed me to have something just for me. It fills up my cup, gives me purpose, but it's also allowed my family to get out of debt and move out of my, our little teeny apartment into our house. And the biggest thing that it's done for me is turn my dream into being home with my kids into my everyday reality. And for the last two and a half years, I've been full-time coaching and getting to wake up every single day with my kids has been the biggest blessing in my entire life. Well, that's, it's, it's fun to see, and you can see that it's well-rewarded. I mean, I think anyone that's listening to this call certainly picks up on the fact that, that one, you've been very intentional about this, two, that you're very passionate about it, and three, that you've pushed yourself in some tough, challenging situations. I think the other pieces you shared about your brother is that the life happens, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you, you've got to deal, we all have to deal with, you know, with, with hard, hard things, and we can have them help us as hard as they, hard as they might be. But they also create some points of, of connection with you know with other people as as well, and help them get meaning and us meaning in the process. So, Jess, thank you so much for being willing to get on the call, being so well prepared for the tremendous success, and it's clearly clear that you're doing some absolutely remarkable things in your business and having an impact. So, thank you so much. So much yeah. You bet.